I, I give various other um, logical arguments from a legal in the paper. I give a simple one, which is one that I find interesting. I don't think that you can't avoid this argument either, but consider this. If God exists, God's the perfect ex nihilo creator of the universe. So the characterization is just God's perfect, God's the creator of our universe. Essentially, God's the creator of everything else that's got cause and effect, something like that. But the datum is our universe is imperfect. It's imperfect in various respects. There's lots of moral evil in it, for example. There's lots of natural evil in it. Those seem to be imperfections, right? So it doesn't seem a big stretch to say our universe is imperfect. What I would emphasize is the moral evils. Uh, in a perfect universe, everyone would always choose the best. Okay, linking premises. The actions of a perfect being can't decrease the degree of perfection of the world. And if God exists, then prior to all creation, the world's perfect, the world being everything that there is. There, that's what I mean. So I'm not talking about our universe because it doesn't exist yet. I'm just talking about the sum of everything that there is is perfect. These seem to form an inconsistent set. Right? If our universe is imperfect, God's perfect, a perfect being can't make a transition from a perfect state to an imperfect state, then what happened? Right? So, so there's a there's a different kind of logical argument from, well, this one's from imperfection rather than evil, but I said imperfection, evil, suffering, they would fit in the same category. All right, lots of great stuff here to start thinking about uh, as he presents the argument. So Josh, you wanna take it first and like what are your thoughts about what's going on here? My initial thought, which I think was very interesting, was kind of his focus on moral evil instead of natural evil, because I think that bringing in the moral aspect does bring in the idea that you could say, well, maybe maybe humans need to have freedom in order to be perfect, or or uh, freedom humans need freedom to be good, and and you could make the idea that if God did not make humans without freedom, then well, moral evil then becomes a bit of a bit of a problem. It's like, well, if you accept that moral or at least uh, you need free will or at least morality in order for humans to be good or to fulfill their potential, then, well, it seems that that could be explained just like Plantinga does with a free will defense in some sense. Now, now I think that the natural evil, however, would pose a bigger problem, at least if you're only looking at it, his formulation of the argument, because, well, natural evil, you might say, well, look at the world. Why is there so much suffering here? Then, then it's not just saying God created good humans, which went wrong. It's like, well, God created a world which causes a lot of evil in itself. So I think it's perhaps just as the first place seems to me to be perhaps an even stronger variation or formulation of uh, Oppie's argument if he actually does focus on natural evil instead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think what I really like about this argument before we get into like some criticisms of it is like, I think he gives like value into like what kind of universe we'd expect to exist if God exists. Because, um, you know, like theists will almost unanimously agree like God's a perfect being, um, perfect, like goodness, rationality, you know, all these all these omni attributes. Um, so from that, we can say, well, Oppie's like, well, wouldn't we expect like a perfect universe or something pretty close to it if God exists? Like this is like, why would a perfect being just create something imperfect? Like, I think there's a lot of value into that. And I think it is fair to assume that a perfect being would probably create something like perfect or something close to it. And then we think about like reflecting on our world. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of evil. Um, but then we have to remember, at least in my mind, not to get caught up in like just this moment. Cause we think about like from a Christian worldview, like we as Christians would seem like the Christian God exists. And it's like, yeah, the evils are part of creating something perfect. Um, which seems to, at least in my mind, just preliminary, like it seems like they almost fit better with a Christian worldview because it's like, okay, well, yeah, there's these imperfections, but perfection is coming, at least according to Christianity. Um, so we may not have as big of a problem as uh, initially we might think we will might with this argument. Um, so what do you think, Josh? 
I think that idea is just very nice. It's like, what do we exactly expect from a Christian worldview? And and I think that there's this idea, if you look at any story in, in history, you look at Lord of the Rings, it's my favorite. It's like, well, there's always the, the immediate critique of Lord of the Rings. And now I sound like a new atheist if I critique it, but it's like, well, why did why did it? they just take the eagles and fly them directly to Mount Doom and just drop the ring in? And like the most literal <laughs> taking of the text. And you might look at that and you're like, well, well, doesn't that just kind of defeat the entire purpose of the story? Like, and we could apply this idea to humans in the world right now. If God created all of us in this kind of divine pseudo perfect state, then well, well, what's exactly what's exactly the purpose of humans? Because we at least depended on your theological stance, of course. But but assuming that God actually had angels around him before kind of the creations of humans, if he if he just created people on this world who were completely perfect and had absolutely no freedom, absolutely like kind of no no kind of struggle or suffering, then well, you could say, well, what's the point of creating humans? He's just created an another like hu- like angels 2.0. It's like you have to have really this kind of idea that there is struggling, there's suffering, there's a fall, but but maybe that fall is a part to perfection. Maybe it's looking at the existence of the fall or existence of this suffering and saying, well, humans are only complete or the story of humans are only complete when they're faced with so much suffering and struggling in the world. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, I'm not convinced that, like, all suffering is evil. Like, suffering can be used for good, and suffering in itself can be good. Like, I'm going to go on a run after we finish, like, this uh, this stream, and it's going to, I'm going to suffer a little bit, but I wouldn't consider that evil because, you know, I'm just, like, a little bit out of shape, and that's just kind of, like, I'm growing in my capacity. In a similar way, like, I think, like, sufferings can be helpful for, like, growing and making a more, like, a better story. Like, just, like, aesthetically, if you think about it, like, um, story one, God creates everyone in heaven, happily ever after. That doesn't seem as like aesthetically appealing as like there's going to be this story. There's going to be trials and tribulations and there's going to be stories and sub stories and all these things going on. And then it's going to all end in a perfect way. But, like the second option, at least to me, seems so much like um, intuitively just like better than like the first options.